Hello and welcome back to Sports Entertainment and Marketing Podcast. My name is Brighton Moore. This is episode two. Today we're going to be talking about some of the things that we've talked about recently in sports entertainment and marketing. And then also we're going to just get into what's going on in the in the real world. So recently we've been talking about venues and how to start them not start them but how to really get the information out to the world and how to create a venue and how what is a venue essentially and a venue is a place where people go to watch an event participate in an event like a stadium or something like that um recently we actually made our own venue we had to go on a website and find a stadium and then we had to add a bunch of different features that would be in a venue we've also been talking about um venue signage like what is a venue signage essentially a venue signage is basically an ad that you can put on to anything where a venue is um for example places that you could put um uh signages are on banners dasher boards floor graphics sign light build boards a frames and electronic message boards and then some rotational courtside messages um the purpose of a signage is to increase the brand awareness um for example a logo signage on out on an outfield stadium while during a televised game it really gets the audience looking at that and it's like whoa um and it just brings awareness to that brand um it can provide useful information to the audience for example a sign you could put a signage on a wall at um a high school and it could give examples or not examples it could give time slots of when something is or who to contact to be able to um find out more information um it keeps the audience engaged so sometimes it'll have like funny messages or just something interesting to keep the audience engaged in what's going on and it also increases the revenue through promotion so people have to pay to put on to put their brand on one of these signages and they pay the venue to put it on there so it increases the venue's revenue um, a lot of businesses strive to expose the logo in the best place to maxim to maximize um, repeat for a long term exposure. So like people will keep on looking at it over and over again, and that'll get stuck in their head. Um, some like locations of promotional signage are scoreboards, sidelines on race cars. Um, the logo on a hood of a race car maximizes logo exposure to TV and race audience. So you'll see all these cars with like all these different brands on them and logos, and you'll just see them racing around in circles over and over again. And it's um, so you'll see it constantly on equipment such as like um, a helmet or something, and a uniform and attire. That's what I meant. Um, so that's what we've been talking about recently. That's like the big kind of thing that's been going around. We've also been talking about media costs. So like, um, for example, what, how do you determine a media cost? You would do it, um, through circulation, the size of the audience, 
um, it's the biggest factor of affecting the media costs. Uh, for most uh, cases, the larger the media's the media vehicle's audience is, the higher the cost of advertising space or time will be. Um, production costs vary a lot across different media. High quality TV and magazine ads cost a great deal to produce, while local radio and newspaper ads are relatively inexpensive to produce. Um, the preferred location of an ad that also uh, affects the media affects the media cost. For um, example, the time of the ad, the a day, night, or during a drive or whatever. Um, the position of the ad in print and broadcast media, like what shows to you. So like um, when you're driving down the highway, you'll see one of those big billboards that'll have like something on there. That would be like a big um, thing that'll catch your attention. Um, available discounts, like the size of the ad or the frequency of the purchase. Um, the demographic makeup. So like wherever that thing is, um, that determines the media cost because if it's in a better location for the promotion person for the ad then the price is going to be higher to put it there so if it's like for example if it's in a venue it's going to be higher than if it was just on the side of the road um so that kind of affects the media cost the um reproduction quality so like the higher the quality the higher the cost that's pretty um uh, self-explanatory and then there are uh Different types, uh, or two different types of media costs, absolute and relative. Um, absolute cost is the total expenditure, I cannot speak, expenditure for an ad. So like the cost of production, the cost for time and space purchased. Um, and then there's also relative cost. Relative co cost is to determine if one media type is more efficient or cost effective over another. Um, you would use the CPM, which is um, based on cost per thousand. It's most often used in print media and in the internet. Or you would use CPRP, which is based on cost per rating point. It's most often used in broadcast media and outdoor. And you can also use GRP, which is based on the gross rating points across a media platform. And then now, how do you calculate a media cost. Um, the cost per thousand CPM is you would multiply the cost of the ad by a thousand then divide the number of people receiving the message which is the reach and for an example um, the cost of an ad is fifty thousand dollars total audience is two million people so you would do fifty thousand times a thousand and you would get 50 million then you would do 50 million divided by 2 million which is the amount of people and that's 25 dollars per um per what is it per um i cannot remember that off the top of my head but per uh media i guess per media cost um for the grp you would do reach times the frequency so for an example, um, the, total, the total advertising expense is $20,000, let us just say that. And the gross rating points for the show is 210 So you would do 20000 times 200 and, or divided by 210 and you would get $95.24. Um, 
Um, there are media costs for different kinds of mediums. So newspapers, how the rates, how would you determine it? Um, the circulation in the target market are primary factors. Great for locals, less for local ads versus national advertisements. The types of rates. So if it's a run of page, wherever the newspaper places the ad. And if it's a flat rate used for one-time placement, a sliding scale rate, more ads will cost less per ad. Combination rates, ads, and FSI will lower the rate volume and consistency rates and discounts um, one for something for a magazine is the rates types of rates and cost um, there's television uh, media costs there's radio media costs internet media cost um, there's also out of home direct mail um, and yeah that's kind of some of the different things that you could uh, say um, and then we've also talked about targeted emails. So like, um, if you want to write a certain email about something, then you would do it to a certain, then you would target your email towards that person. So there are different types of emails. There's the plain text. It's easy to create and less expensive. It's the most common type. The text formatted can be pleasant to the eye and it may contain leaks. Not all the times, maybe. And then there's HTML may look like a web page it may look like um web pages it's supported by multiple different emails and it's a longer download time and it takes up a little bit more space now there's rich me and then there's rich media Expen it's expensive and complicated with videos graphics and sound it requires technology extra space and internet so it's the hardest one to do and it's the most expensive as well now you want to consider some things before writing an email. The timing of the email, the frequency, daily, is it daily, weekly, monthly, or quarterly? The delivery time, when the person is going to get that email, so the time and date. You also want to think about the distri distribution methods. Is it a full service firm? It's the most ex a full service fir firm is the most expensive. It's the suggested target market. Um, it creates all sorts of content and it executes uh, mailings, track results, and longer lead time. Um, now, something else that you want to consider before is the safety and security, the business privacy, privacy policy. Um, it's a type of data collected and how the company will use slash distribute the data. Um, it may include the privacy. You, you also want to include the privacy policy in all the emails. Um, it also establishes the trust by being honest and non-threatening. Um, you want to consider a guarantee or money-back policy. So, like, if some, if your um, product breaks or something, you want to be able to give that give their money back because that wouldn't be fair to them. Um, then you also want to establish uh, email rep recipients. So, like, potential customers. Companies will also purchase email lists. Need to make and they'll need to make sure recipients are the target market. Um, you have to think of your current customers. Uh, many may opt to receive timely information. If you, get, if you say like, oh, you can get a deal if you sign up for this thing, then they may sign up for it and you can also, and you can constantly give them uh, emails about some new things that have come out. Uh, newsletter subscribers, discussion group members. These are genuine, generally um, interested individuals, like people that want to talk about the product. 
There are also some elements of a marketing email um, from, so you want to do uh, the, t you'll put the, at the top of the thing, you'll write who it's from. So it's personalized and it clearly identifies the sender and it's error free. And you want to say, and then you want to write who it's to. So it's personalized and it makes the recipient feel only sent to them. You don't want to put like, oh, all families or something like that. Now you want to add the subject. This is to avoid spam filters, um, avoid certain types of words. Um, I don't have any examples, unfortunately, but you also want to focus on the benefits to the recipient and you want to make it catchy, an original hook, if you may. You want to gain their attention so they want to click on that email. And then there's also marketing copy. Grammatically correct, no typos or spelling errors. You want to make it complete, but not wordy. So not too many, don't want to make it um, over, uh, you don't want to make it too much so they feel overwhelmed. Um, you also want to talk about the marketing content. You want to make it organized, understood, and easy to follow. The ideas are need, to be, need to be clear and understood by the recipients. So you need to think about that as well. It also needs to offer unique proposition and encourages responses. You need to, and then you also need to establish trust with the exact cost. And you don't want to be threatening, so non-threatening. And then you also have to think about the format, the style, the quality, and the consistency. The design complements message with margins and white spaces. The fonts, um, just you want to make it so they can read it. So size and face, it adds to the readability. Style is consistent. Overall, appearances have flair has flair and pleasing to the eye so you want to make it consistent but it has so it has a little bit of flair but you don't want to make it overwhelming you want to make it so they want to keep on reading um you also want to make the size and weight of headings to guide the eye so it kind of guides it down towards the email you also want to properly format with clear sections no broken lines and you want to um, add text that fits to the to the email um you also want to do the call or action response. So you, um, you need a response mechanism built into the first and last paragraphs, provides date, location, and links for the response. You need to, um, one, another element is testimonials. It helps establish trust with the recipients and it, reassur and it reassures the recipient. Um, another one is marketing links, where it works properly and takes the recipient um, to the web page offer. Um, and then your signatures. You want to complete the contract, the contact info that is short and simple. So you want to write your uh, where to get more information and other things like that. Now you want to also add a request removal link. Uh, this is to clear and specific instructions to request removal. This allows them to change their subscriber information. So if they don't want any more. Um, emails then they can get rid of it you also want a privacy statement this explains the information being collected so you need to let them know what information you are taking from them and being able to use there's also the privacy statement and this explains the information being collected um, and explains how this information will be used and distributed um, thank you for listening to my podcast uh, my name was brighton moore